Welcome to the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I'm Ryan Sanderson, and every week I lead you through the world of Alberta barbecue and beyond, bringing you stories of the amazing people in and around the barbecue culture. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen in. I appreciate the gift of your time, and I hope I can entertain you for a little bit. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe on your favorite podcatcher, and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. And now, on with this week's show. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for being a part of the Eat More Barbecue family. So great to have you with me. This is episode number 122, and I'm really excited about this week's show. Thank you again to those of you that listened into last week's rambling episode. I do appreciate you. I had an amazing experience this past weekend as my youngest daughter, Amelia, and I took the short drive north of Calgary up to Olds, Alberta to visit HGB Bison Ranch. We got out there and George took us out in his truck to the pasture where part of the herd was hanging out in the snow. We got up close and personal with these incredible creatures as they came right up to the truck and stuck their noses into the open windows to see what was going on. We got some great pictures and I can't wait to have a look at the video I took and get that up on the Eat More Barbecue YouTube channel. This group of bison we saw was all cows and their calves, with the exception of one big bull that was in there with them. Uh, George told me that bull weighed in about 2,200 pounds. He also dropped some bison knowledge on us, like the fact that both the cows and bulls have horns, uh, that, 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 and that they just grow in a little differently. He also talked about how the cows are the bosses of the herd and take care of and protect the herd in case of attack by a predator. Very interesting. We both felt very fortunate to have the opportunity to see these animals up close, and I was impressed by how calm and docile they were. When we got back to the shop, Heather had cooked up a flat iron bison steak that we snacked on while getting set up to record the podcast. Amazing bison, delicious meat, and some great Alberta farmers raising them in a responsible and ethical way for both the animal and nature. I'm still looking to do more pod, uh, more product reviews sorry, on the show, so if you have a barbecue or cooking product that you'd like me to talk about on the show, get in contact with me via social media or by email at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. Now it's time to take care of a bit of business before we get into my conversation with George Briggs of HGB Bison Ranch. This episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Alberta Forest Products Association. Here's a message from them. Alberta's forests matter to all of us. That's why Alberta's forest industry works to keep them sustainable now and for future generations. By planning 200 years ahead, helping control the spread of fire and disease, and planting and nurturing two trees for every one harvested, we keep our forests standing strong. To learn more about how our forests take care of us and how we take care of them, visit loveabforests.com. Visit www.loveabforests.com for more info. All right, welcome back, everybody, another episode of the podcast, and I am uh, up in Olds, Alberta, and I've got uh, George Briggs here, uh, HGB Bison. George, welcome to the show. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, and yourself? Excellent. We're uh, in the meat shop here, just came back out. Uh, George gave us a bit of a, a tour around the, uh, the property a little bit and got up close and uh, personal with some bison, so that was uh, very neat to see something, uh, something new for me, for sure, so I appreciate that. Uh, before we get into the operation here, uh, a little bit about yourself, George. Kind of your your background. Uh. Yeah, Ryan. Uh, one, thanks for thanks for coming out, and uh, thanks for thinking of us and and uh, and uh, being part of your your podcast, whatever. So that's great. Uh, yeah, we're uh, we're just uh, just south of Oles. 
we uh, we run a bison herd here just south of Oles. We run 65 cows and and uh, and we basically do a grass grass fed process. We've been uh, we've been almost 35 years in the industry, so right. we're some of the first ones in the industry where you know we were when we first put up our fencing. Mm-hmm. Um, our neighbors come over to see how crazy we really were and how bad we got bumped on the head and whatever and and whatever so we started we started with a herd uh, out in the sundry area and some land in the sundry area and like I was talking to you earlier yeah. we we uh, we rented we rented another half section of land and fenced it and rented some more land in Red Deer and and fenced that and we had animals all over the place and and we were basically uh, doing a cow calf operation and then we did a cow calf and and bred heifers so we sold bred heifers and then we did semen tested bulls and we did the show circuits and whatever so we had we had the top end breeding stock and i worked in the oil patch my whole career so four years ago four or five years ago now i retired from the oil patch and we said okay now what are we going to do because i got too much energy just to just to stop cold so you know we're we're right here on the highway just south of olds alberta so you know one of the one of the neat things about us is that everybody sees our bison as they drive by so they stop Mm -hmm. in and and want to go for a tour kind of just like yourself right and uh you know we uh we always have something a steak on or something yeah. and and so people get to taste that so over the over the years we probably gave away a bison or two a year just from tourists coming up and down the road right sure. and and can i buy some product and no you can't buy some product because we don't have it inspected and and those kind of things so so then when i retired we said okay well let's let's just start a meat shop let's do a high-end meat shop basically with just bison no right. we don't mix pork in any of our products it's it's just straight bison and mm. and as you've You've ate That's this morning it. here. You uh, yeah, you got to taste a bit of stuff here and and see what we're doing. But yeah, we we started with a meat shop here right on the farm, mm-hmm. and uh, it's gone well for us. Um, we butcher on a weekly basis, and uh, and we're grass fed. Um, so we right. you know we we're looking after the animals and and giving you a good product. Awesome. And uh, you were telling me earlier, kind of. Uh, before the oil field, you had some not bison, but some farming roots yourself. Yeah, I, I actually grew up on a farm, so right. I grew up, I grew up east of here. I grew up in the Torrington area, okay, yeah. and uh, which is 30 miles east of us here on a on a mixed grain farm, and and so we had uh, we had grain, and we did custom grain farming, and we did uh, we did cattle, and and we actually did the same the same kind of process back then. We kept our 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 steers and we butchered in the winter and sold meat in the winter and we had pigs and we had whatever so so yeah we we grew up on the farming thing but that whole process you know when I when I left when I left the farm I didn't want to have I didn't want to continue on with the whole process of of you know babysitting calves and whatever so how did I get to bison it was all just based on what's easier and and how can I how can I not be out there 24/7? Right. You know, so the so the bison, as you've seen today, they're yeah. out in the field. They're they're eating the grass in the field. They want to be out there. They've got hay here in the yard, but they're out in the field, right? Yeah. So that's that's a little bit about us. We yeah. uh, we raise our animals as you as you've seen the the animals come right up to you in the truck and yeah. stick their nose in the truck. They they want to see what you're doing, and yeah. So we don't. Uh, 
we don't uh, we try to do everything as natural as we can ryan yeah, yeah. no that's uh, that's awesome certainly seeing that info on your website uh kind of what led me to reach out to you guys just the, the fact that everything is uh natural and uh, all of that so that's awesome awesome um just a quick question before we get more into what the operation uh, obviously a barbecue podcast so yeah uh, what, do, what does barbecue mean to you what does barbecue mean to me well we we you know i, I guess i could I could talk about barbecue for for days and whatever. Oh, that's, it's uh, that's it's 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 great and it's interesting and so it's one of the things. It's about you know it's about the whole art of of taking taking a piece of meat or or you know it doesn't need to even be a piece of meat. It's taking something and and using a different kind of heat product mm-hmm. to get us something that we think is is super good, right? So yeah. you know we. We use different heats. We use different mediums. We do different sauces. We do different processes, and and what works for me, Ryan. You say that's just crazy. I let me do it this way, and let me let me let me heat it hot first, and then I'll do yeah. it slow, and I do it the other way around. And yeah. you know what? It's it's all about having some fun to get something that everybody enjoys, right? Yeah, and yeah. So no, that's, uh, yeah. that's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you said '86. Uh, you started the farm. Not not in this position, not in this spot here, but up in Sundry. Yeah. Um, and you kind of touched on it, but why? What drew you to Bison? Well, the the I guess I I, I touched a little bit on that. I, yeah. I grew up on the cattle farm, the pig farm, and and grain and custom grain and all mm-hmm. of those kind of things. And I I was working in the oil patch. Yeah. Um, and I I wanted something that I could be on the farm and raise and do but not have to be there every day of the week and be reliant on the weather if I was doing grain. Mm-hmm. You know, I gotta, I gotta be back home and do this. So everything that I've done in the oil patch has been basically operations and facility rated and, and, and all over the place, right? So I, you know, I, 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 I leave and I'm gone for a couple of weeks at a time, right? Yeah. So that would be the time that, you know, the grain was ready and I wasn't here and whatever. So we basically chose the bison basically because one, they, they, they calve on their own. They're, they're out there in the winter time. They, you know, they're, they're way less maintenance than than all. uh, Self-sufficient. I'm sure, I'm sure it's a lot of work, but a little less, uh, well, the, as you've seen, the, you know, the initial work, the, the fencing sure. and all of that kind of stuff is all, we've got six foot six fencing and, yeah. and whatever and steel gates and all that kind of stuff. So, so that, that definitely, um, that definitely cost us a lot of, of money and a lot of work up front. So yeah. And then, you know, from there that's done and, and all of our fencing, whatever, I mean, that's all 20 plus years old. So when yeah. it looks like brand new almost so yeah, yeah so it's. <laughs> Yep, kind yeah. of an investment there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the yeah they're able to once they're once you've got that in place, the bison take care of themselves. Exactly. Right? Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Lesson. So we're not out there calving, and yeah, you know we basically go out on a Sunday and and take a pot of coffee and a couple sandwiches and go watch the little calves playing and yeah. and count them right. Yeah. Make sure everybody's <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Make sure everybody's everybody's, for everybody's good. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. Um, and you, you talk about your couple of principles of conservation and preservation. Where does that come from for you? Well, I think that I think that that's probably you know I, I think I would say that right as a as a young farmer, I think we we grew up that way. You know where 
where we were old school and, and we had to make everything work and we didn't have money to go buy stuff so we had to look after what we had right. you know we we used our used oil we you know we did all of those kind of things so we were environmentally friendly way back as Before you know back that. 60 years ago we were environmentally friendly so yeah and then so now with our herd we didn't touch much on this this morning when we we're in the field but we basically do do grass we don't we don't grain so we're right. We're basically doing everything natural. We use a, we don't use a back rub for our flies and whatever. We actually buy predator wasps that are little wee wasps that eat the pupa and the larva of all the normal flies and whatever. So, we try to do everything as natural as we can. We don't, we don't use the injectable stuff. We don't, we don't poke needles in our animals, whatever. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then the the feeding, the grazing, and the nutrition uh, side of it. It's all. Yeah. All grass fed, as you said, and you were, so, yeah. were saying earlier, kind of a, a mix of different grasses out there. Yeah, we we definitely even in the pasture for the summer we have different different pastures and different fields with different types of product in it. So we we definitely do a a kind of a forced graze. So we'll put more animals in a in a smaller pen mm -hmm. in a smaller pasture, and we'll move them. Maybe it's on a two day basis. Maybe it's on a one week basis, but. We basically clean the whole pastures up. We eat the weeds and everything else. So then we don't we don't use a fertilizer and we don't use a pesticide or whatever for our weeds. We we basically force graze and we eat the weeds when they're small. And the weeds actually have the selenium and the minerals and everything else in them more than the grass does. So oh, there you go. Yeah. So, so getting, we do that. Yeah. Getting the nutrients. Out the uh, we give them all the salt and the mineral that that they can have and different choices of that as well. So yeah, yeah, they get they get all that free choice. Right and. Uh, off the website, no growth hormones, antibiotics. It's all everything's. Yeah, uh, no, we don't do any of that kind of stuff. Whatever. So yeah, keep it all. Yeah. Keep it all natural, right? Keep it natural. It's a better food, and yeah. and uh, yeah. Awesome. Um, and then talk about the uh, the breeding practices. Um, what goes into the selection processes, or are you just kind of letting that all? happen naturally as well or are you yeah, kind of selectively breeding yeah What's that's an that's a that's an interesting question <laughs> that we could we could get away from the barbecue thing and <laughs> yeah. talk about that for for days yeah because yeah. yeah we we definitely uh you know there's basically the two kind of animals out there there's a the woods and there's right. the plains and yeah. we have a we have a woods cross so we we're predominantly woods and we're seeing we're seeing more structure and more meat and a, and a bigger frame so basically now you know, now we're in this for meat and, mm -hmm. and for your barbecues and, and whatever, the nicer right. cuts and bigger cuts and whatever. Yeah. So now now we are definitely in that area where we grow we grow our animals to, mm -hmm. to give us a better meat production. Sure. So yeah. you're yeah. breeding to, to do that, to get yes. bigger yep. animals, yep. right? Yep. Uh, naturally as opposed to yep. pump, pumping them full of chemicals. Yep. And, uh, Force feeding them, yeah. So yeah, yep. we don't do steroids, we don't do hormones, we don't right. do any injectables. And we don't do a pour on for the for the bugs and that kind of stuff. Right. We everything is natural. Oh, that's great. Um, and yeah, talk a little you some of the different characteristics of the woods and the plains uh, bison uh, that you've got the the mix of here. Yeah, the plains are as I said we you know the plains are basically a, a smaller framed animal, so mm -hmm. basically they're gonna they're gonna hang less meat on them as well when they you know when we bring them to the same age. So right. we're we're definitely crossed to a woods cross and. And we've got a bigger frame and a bigger a bigger muscle structure on the back end and whatever. Sure. So our muscles are our muscles are our steaks and, and those right. kind of things. So yeah. 
that's what we're looking for. Yeah. 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 So if uh, if the woods, I guess the woods bison kind of give you that bigger frame and more meat. Yeah. What's the benefit of bringing the plains bison into that mix? Well, the the you know back if we if we go back the the hundred hundred plus years whatever or, or further back Ryan right. we we see that you know predominantly the the plains were here in the plains right and the woods were further further north in the in the deeper snow and okay. and the bush and whatever so so basically they you know they they basically didn't need to be the big strong animal to okay. be in the plains they needed to be bigger and stronger and more hair and and a bigger frame and bigger muscles in the north for the north right. for the north okay. for the to make it through the through the winters and whatever right. okay. so um is there is there a benefit now that we've got them captive right, right. i mean we've taken as natural as we are we're still not natural because sure. we got a fence right yeah you know the these animals if if there was no fences here now they'd they'd probably be in drumheller for the winter and they'd be in in Panoka for the winter, right? Yeah. You know, or vice versa, yeah. right? You know, so yeah, they move around yeah. and yeah, yes, that's yeah. Yeah. in them naturally, yeah. right? To yeah, follow the the weather and everything yeah. else, right? Yeah, so. yeah, interesting. And we uh, we talked about a little when we were out in the uh, in the pasture there. How talk about the size of these animals because they're certainly uh, <laughs> certainly a big uh, big animal. Yeah, well. We're in a we're in a four by four pickup and yeah. they're looking you they're looking down at you in yeah. the truck right exactly. so <laughs> so yeah our uh, our cows are our uh, our wood cross wood cross cows are are typically probably about twelve hundred and fifty to fourteen hundred pounds yeah and the bull that the bull that you were looking at out there he'd be a six year old bull and he's he's well over two thousand pounds so you know we're weaning calves at four hundred and fifty five hundred pounds. And uh, and then they come back back through the winter on hay and and come back back out to the pasture and then our our animals that we butcher for the meat now are mm -hmm. are basically twenty four to to thirty six months. Okay, so yep. two to three yep. year old yep. Uh, yep. animals. So when you're, I guess obviously that when you do our our butchering, depending if it's a cow or a bull, you're in that kind of weight range. Yeah, we'll be we try to we try to have that animal going going across the scale live at about. You know, somewhere between a thousand and, and eleven hundred pounds. Okay. And then and then they they typically dress out the females dress out a little less than the males, so they're they're typically typically in the fifty five sixty percent, and and the bulls at that same weight will be, you know, they'll be in the low sixties to 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 the mid sixties as okay. as dress weight, right? Right. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. So the I guess like the bull we saw out there that would be up over two thousand pounds, you're selectively keeping that bull for breeding purposes yeah well we'll to we'll, let it get to that size i guess right where you're talking about uh, yeah he's he's a bull that's you've seen his characteristics right and he's yeah, absolutely he's absolutely a good bull quiet and and those kind of things so yeah. um we want those characteristics because whatever whatever that bull has for characteristics those calves end up with right of course yeah that's so you can see that you can see that all of those calves were basically quiet as well okay we're just going to take a quick pause for a word from our alberta podcast network sponsor and then we'll be back here with george and we're going to talk about uh talk about the meat a little bit this episode of the eat more barbecue podcast is brought to you by park power a provider of electricity and natural gas in alberta that offers low rates awesome service and profit sharing with local charities 
In Alberta, you get to choose who you buy your energy from. If you switch retailers, nothing changes about the delivery of electricity or natural gas to your home or business. If you have an existing contract, you're going to want to find out the terms for leaving. If you don't, then it's even easier to sign up for Park Power. The choice is yours, and there's a better deal available to you. Learn more at parkpower.ca. All right, we are back uh, here at HGB Bison. I've got George Briggs, Heather's uh, here in the background quietly uh, watching. Um, so let's get into the meat. Uh, talk about the harvest, process, uh, the harvest product, I guess. And uh, you don't do the processing, the butchering here on site. You uh, have that done elsewhere. Yeah, so basically we raise the animals here on the farm mm -hmm. between here and another another farm that we have. So we raise them here. And then on uh, on the, basically the Wednesdays, Thursdays, we, we take our animals to a place called Meat Chop in okay. Penhold. Yeah. So that's a provincial abattoir. And... Uh, so they, we take them there on Thursdays, we butcher, we hang for 10 days, and we bring fresh meat back here. So we have we have fresh on the farm here every week, and right. and then we have all the frozen products as well. Sure. So we, yeah. So that's a weekly thing that we do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you've got fresh stuff uh, coming in every week. Every week. Yeah. A selection of frozen product uh, all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, we were talking uh, with Heather a little bit before, and I guess uh, from a, a, a cuts of meat standpoint, similar to beef, obviously some taste differences and composition differences, but as far as the different cuts of the animal, be similar to what you'd get on a cow, correct? Or cow? Yeah, 100% Ryan. Yeah, the, uh, any, yeah, our animal is the same. You know, there might be a little difference in the size and sure. in a few few pieces, whatever, but yeah, we we have we have everything that, that you'll find on a beef. We have the same thing here right from the right from the hamburger and then from the hamburger we make the patties and and all the different sausages but we have all the different steaks and and uh, everything that you'll find on a beef you'll you'll find on a buffalo whatever right. yeah and i guess there's a maybe let's touch that since you, you said buffalo there same thing buffalo bison is it just two different names? well we the, we uh, yeah so yeah that's a good question yeah. so so we use the word we we basically use it the same so yeah. I would say us in the industry, basically, it's a bison, it's a buffalo, and and uh, just like a cow and a beef and right. kind of thing. So we use the slang, but you know there is a there is a difference in the in the in the animal. There is okay. a difference. We we do have bison here yeah. in in North America, okay. and we have buffalo in like the water buffalo and whatever. Okay. So that's that's basically the term so there, of, is, yeah. so there is a difference yeah but like you say the term the name is just uh, interchangeable yeah here, right? yeah okay. yeah so we raise bison right all right <laughs> yeah. uh, and I guess from a taste standpoint if people haven't had bison before um, talk about comparing it to beef I guess what's uh, what can people be looking for or expect well from a taste standpoint yeah as we um, as we have the meat shop here and we have we have new customers probably on a daily basis, mm -hmm. and the the key question from from almost every new customer is, is it is it gamey? Is it is it taste wild? Is it is it is it right? Right. And you know we we basically feed the same thing as we do in the beef industry, other than the grains and those kind of things. And sure. so we we don't think, and and our customers don't think after they've tried it that it's mm -hmm. It's not a gamey meat. Yeah, it's all, no. it's basically the same as we have for the beef. But you know, 
I I find it, and and same with Heather, mm-hmm. we find it a little sweeter than the beef, whatever. But you know, yeah. it's the same same kind of texture, the yeah. same 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 as as beef, but a little sweeter. Yeah, and we were snacking on a, a flat iron <laughs> steak here that uh, Heather had cooked up while we were out uh, in the field, and yeah, I I I can't quite place it but there's just it is similar yeah but just a little something a little different to it than the beef but yeah no no gaminess not like uh, yeah no venison or anything yeah. like that uh, certainly didn't get any of that and some great uh, we can talk about some of the different products but you've got some great uh, smoked and dried uh, cured products here as well uh, and then you've got the meat shop here um, any other retail locations or is this the only place folks can get your we uh, have yeah no we have um, we have some of our products in uh, in Carstairs in the farm table. Yeah. In the farm table, we carry uh, we carry basically what we call processed type stuff. So we have burger and and smokies and pepperonis and okay. jerky yeah. there. Yeah. We don't carry the we don't carry the the fresh products at all in the in the in the farm table. Okay. It's just jerkies, pepperonis, smokies, and burgers. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. So if you want her fresh, you gotta come to gotta the farm. Come here for the day, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, some cooking tips uh, for people that haven't cooked bison before. What would you? Well, we're. For that? Yep. As as I as I pointed out a few times here, um, right from our processed products, so the smokies and and sausage and those type of things, we don't put any any pork or any fat into our product whatsoever. So our product cooks faster okay at a lower temperature yeah. so you're you're gonna have your stuff cooked faster your roasts have less fat carried on them right. so they're gonna cook cook faster at a lower temperature as well yeah. as as compared to a to a beef product or right. whatever so, so the yeah. bison is just naturally leaner right it, than than beef yeah we're we're quite a bit leaner as you yeah. can see we don't carry a whole bunch of we don't carry a whole bunch of fat when mm-hmm. we look at a when we look at a brisket I mean it's it's got got no no fat on it, right? right? I mean, but you know what? When we do it, and we cook a brisket or we cook a roast, it's it's all in a matter of how you cook it. Right. You know, we we have people that are come and say, well, you know, I had bison ten years ago and it was it was dry and I might as well eat my shoe and sure. and yeah, we can we can definitely take that there today. You know, with a we throw it on the barbecue and forget about it and whatever sure. yeah. we we gotta we gotta have less heat right and and less time yeah so i guess you you, you brought up brisket and obviously uh, yeah. in the the low and slow barbecue world that's yeah. a, a big uh, a big item so how would you cook a brisket and what's well you, what's your process well i am i am the barbecue brisket guy whatever right. and i think that i think i've mastered it yeah um so yeah, I do my I do my briskets, whatever. I, I basically take my briskets and and I'll I'll basically put a put a uh, put them in a you know in a in a sauce or whatever for okay. for 24 48 hours. Let them marinate. Yeah, let them marinate and and then uh, then I get them out and I'll get them as close to room temperature as I can before I get them on the barbecue and yeah. and so then we we. My personal way of doing them mm-hmm. is I'll I'll get my smoker. We've got a smoker that we can you know I mean it it controls the temperature to a couple of degrees, right? Sure, yeah. So 
I basically start at about 170 and 180 degrees. So that low? That low, okay. okay? Wow. And I'll take that, I'll take that over time, I'll get that, I'll try to get as close as I can to 150, 155 degrees, right? Yeah. I don't want the big differential in there, mm. okay? So I, I'll get it to 150 degrees, I keep doing it, you know, I open it as, as little as I can, I spritz it and, and do some do some of that with some apple juice and whatever, right? So sorry, the, the 150, that's your meat temperature? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we run, I run two probes in, in the meat and yeah. that's that's an open tray at that time to 150 degrees with, yeah. with so I'm, I'm in the big end and I'm in the small end with yeah. a probe. So I, I basically, as my, as my barbecue is a little warmer, I'll keep that, I'll keep the little end and the big end as close as I can to the same temperatures. Um, in the 150 range, I'll, I'll take it out and, and I'll wrap it. Yeah. And I, I'll put a, a juice of some kind in there and it's typical an alcohol-based juice, whatever. Okay. So it's, it's usually a stout beer or a, yeah. or a whiskey or whatever uh, yeah. of some kind. And I'll wrap it up, I'll double wrap it with tin foil. Mm -hmm. I put the two probes back in it. I I now I know I, I now go from my 170 to 180 to about 220. Then you bring in that yeah. smoker temp up. So then I then I bring the smoker temp up into the 220 range, yeah. and then I I'll, I'll let that I'll let that warm up, and I I typically hit my stall in that and 160 170 range. Yeah. I'll hit a stall and I'll sit there for. Sometimes I'm there for four hours, right? Yep. And yeah. we've had it four plus hours, you know. It, and okay, you know, it's it's we're going to eat at eight o'clock at night, and it's it, it's still at 165 degrees at yep. at nine o'clock at night. So yeah, we're gonna we order pizza, right? Yeah. <laughs> Dinner for. But anyways, yeah. And then I take my uh, then my my perfect temperature is I'm I'm coming off at 201 to about 203. So similar to the beef yeah. brisket, yeah. Yeah, and. Uh, and just to die for, yeah. right? So just yeah. a very similar yeah. process yeah. then. Yeah. Obviously everybody's got their yeah. own uh, yeah. you know, butcher paper wrap or foil wrap. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, that's, yeah. we, we've, we've done all of those things yeah. and you know, it's, um, it, to me, to me, I don't, I don't, I, I haven't found the difference in the butcher paper to the, to the tin foil and whatever. So I, I maybe I haven't done enough no. to, to see that well, difference, can, right? But And I can see with the, the bison being much leaner. Yeah. Getting that extra liquid in there is probably keep, probably helps, right? With the foil wrap. Yeah, and keeping it there. And yeah, like you exactly. say, we just we just use a we'll use a some kind of a liquid that's typically an alcohol base. You know, we'll tenderize it a little yeah, too. Right? Yeah, alcohol, yeah, so. yeah. So uh, a bison brisket uh, coming off one of your animals. What's what kind of size are you looking at weight wise? We're looking at about I don't know six seven pounds. Okay. Yeah, and that's like I said. You know, we can. We can we can put you a 15 or 20 pound yeah. brisket on the table, but it's it's going to be off a, a four or five or six year old animal, right? Okay, so yeah. that's just so yeah. old, that, that much older animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you know, the, if I go to the store and buy a full pack or beef brisket, you know, I'm 16, 17, 18. Yeah, pounds, we're going right? to be half of that. Yeah. Okay. We're going to be half of that. Yeah. And that's just based on when you're the age and yeah. the size of like the animal when you're harvesting. Yeah, like I said, we're. We're basically, you know, we're we're a thousand eleven hundred pounds okay. for twenty four months, right? So yeah. it's it's just a smaller animal. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. <clears throat> your beef animal to give you that is 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 going to be going to be leaving the farm at at fourteen sixteen hundred pounds. There's yeah. a difference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 
So obviously, if your full-grown bison like that bull we were looking at out, oh yeah, you out in the field there today, his, his the brisket off of that would be twenty pounds. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, it's great. Any other kind of cooking tips? We uh, you had a customer come in here a minute ago, and you were uh, saying with the the flat iron and stuff, no salt beforehand. Yeah, we don't. Uh, you know, we don't. We have found that you know personally, we don't use any salt whatsoever. We use. We typically, for all of our steaks, we use a high sear heat. Right. So we're we're 500 plus degrees, um, you know, and it's the 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 different barbecue things that we have. We don't use gas. It's all everything that we do is pellets or wood, right? Yeah. Or charcoal, whatever. So yeah. we're we're five, six, seven hundred, eight hundred degrees, right? And and we basically sear and and uh, you know we're we're like in a medium rare and mm-hmm. and to a rare side. So we sear and and basically we'll do a pepper in an oil um, before our barbecue and we do salt when we're resting so we'll do a we'll do a sea salt or whatever when we take it off so my basic rule of thumb Ryan and and just the way that we like our meat is is if I'm if I'm four minutes aside on my steak I'm four minutes of rest right and I I put my I put my salt on when I'm resting and, and then that way after we have that rest, and I cut that steak, and I don't have, I don't have fluid running all over my plate, and whatever it's rested. And yeah, 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 absolutely, awesome. Yeah. Uh, just before we wrap up, where can uh, folks find you? The physical location here, online, social media. Yeah, we're uh, Heather's Heather's social media. Yeah. Heather's online. Yeah. So we got a web page, HGB Bison Ranch. Yeah. And we're we're on Google Maps, so. If you poke in HGB, it's already populated bison yeah. and, uh, and Apple it, as well. On my uh, my iPhone, uh, I punched in HGB bison and it took me right here. So yeah, it's it's there's there's a glitch somehow in the Apple system. Oh. So every once in a while, we'll have customers that are in downtown Olds looking for oh, us no. okay. and saying we're right here. And oh. and the first question we asked, are you on Apple or are you on Google? Yeah. And if you're, <laughs> we've never had anybody not get to the to the front door here on on Google, but Apple we have there's there's some glitch there that's oh, taking you to Olds, right? Okay. So yeah, we're we're on Google, we're on Apple, we're we're on the internet. Uh, like you see, our our main products here mm-hmm. are fresh products on a weekly basis, and yeah. and all the products that we carry, which is which is almost seventy different products now. Right. Yeah. You got from quite the, quite the selection here. Yeah. Maybe we'll get some video of that. Too. Yeah. So we. Yeah. We have every steak that you can get, you know, the, the, the New Yorks and the ribeyes and the tenderloins. We do tenderloins as steaks. We do them as whole. We, right. you know, so we have a, a number of people that want them whole. So sure. they're, they're usually gone in, yeah. the, in the first couple of days. Yeah, yeah we do, um, as we talked earlier and as we've ate some things yes. here, we do some charcuterie type stuff. Mm-hmm. So we do some fermented sausages that that uh, take us six months to make yeah. just to just to air dry them yeah. um, we do a smoked smoked bison as well yeah. um, we do some some fancy sausages that we're out of as well some fermented sausages as well and so it's jerky and, yeah and yeah. we do the the four kinds of jerkies and mm-hmm. pepperonis and yeah and the sausage that's Paulini's in Calgary said is doing that for you. The fermented sausage is, yeah. is Paulini's in Calgary that do that for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. yeah. Really, and uh, it's great. Uh, it's that fantastic. Dill jerky was an unexpected <laughs> flavor on that. That was great. I like that. So that the dill pickle jerky is quite a story to it. Yeah. We've we've 
the dill pickle jerky is only only probably two months old. Okay, you want and uh, it's one of our newest products. And and Heather told me one day that hey, I'm going to make some dill pickle jerky, right? And I said, yeah, well, make a few pounds and we'll see what it's yeah. like, right? Yeah. And she said, well, I already made a hundred pounds, and I said, oh my god, <laughs> we're going to have dill pickle jerky forever, and yeah. and. Uh, it was sold out in two wow. weeks, right? Yeah, so, no, it's kind of so nice. Uh, yeah. I was saying before, I, I won't eat dill pickle chips. Yeah, it's just too fake a flavor, yeah. right? Yeah. But yeah. I, I enjoy pickles, and uh, you know, you get that real flavor. Yeah. It's, uh, it's yeah. excellent. So, yeah, well, it's good. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, so the last question I ask everybody, George, it's uh, it's dinner time. What's your uh, what's the go-to for you? You got the you got the grill or the smoker fired up? What's well, the, we typically, we're not far away from, from the grill. We're not yeah. far far away from the smoker as we've uh, as we've cooked some stuff up yeah. for you here yeah. at Flatiron today. And, it, you know, we did we did the Flatiron on purpose because, right. you know, we can, we can always cook you a steak, we can always cook a roast and whatever. But what we wanted to do was show you a different cut of the animal yeah. and how good and how tender it was, mm-hmm. right? That, and as you, know, you said, kind of... Uh, <laughs> What would be considered a, a lower, lesser quality cut, right? Yeah, and it's uh, it was delicious, just a beautiful. Uh, exactly. Cut. So yeah, we uh, our main staple is bison. Yeah, and of course, uh, yeah. you know we we have some chicken and fish and whatever and mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, but we we typically eat bison once or twice a day. We go right from the from the breakfast sausages all the way through. So you know yeah. we might have bison breakfast sausage and a yeah. and a steak or a roast or whatever. Yeah. One of the uh, one of the things that we say here, Ryan, is that you know when a when a we don't really everybody thinks we have a great choice and we eat we we eat this bison and whatever, but typically we eat the bison that the, the seal in the package has been sure. broke or yep. whatever. Yep. <laughs> so we don't we don't always have a choice of what we get to eat either because yep. we we eat the you know the the, yep. the package that's been compromised basically that's yep. what we we consume right. Yeah, take yep. care. Like, yeah, want that to go to waste. Yep. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Well, George, Heather as well, thank you so much for uh, having us out here today. This is great. Uh, great to see this operation and uh, uh, kind of get into uh, some traditional Alberta meat, right? This is uh, the bison or the, yeah. kind of what Alberta was built on uh, from a meat standpoint before cattle were introduced. So, well, we great uh, to see that. Yeah, we've had we've had a lot of a lot of mouths fed off the bison industry, whatever you know, back in the early days and all the Absolutely. way through today yet and. And uh, yeah, we'd be we'd be happy to host you out here when we when we have the the springtime, the summer, and yeah. and let's do some let's do some chunks and have for a little sure. competition on the barbecue. Oh, that'd be, and, uh, hey, that'd be a lot hey, fun. are you up for it? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, sorry, just to you guys, Alberta Open Farm Days. You guys have taken part in that as well. I see. Yeah, we've uh, we've been through the Open Farm Days. Um, the last the last not this year we didn't Obviously, partake no, in. Yeah. It's just because of all the COVID restrictions, yeah. Ryan. But in the in the previous two years, mm-hmm. yeah, we've been uh, we've had 550, 650 people awesome. year over year that's yeah. been here, bus tours and and whatever. Yeah. You know, we've we've supplied meat for for Westerner Farm Days. We've oh, supplied awesome. meat yeah. for UFA Farm Days. We've, you know, so yeah, oh, good yeah. get involved in the community as well. Right? Yeah, so, exactly. Awesome. Well, George, again, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Great to have you out, and folks, check out uh, HDB Bison if you're in Alberta here, and uh, uh, try some bison. Okay, thanks, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you all for tuning in, and thank you to Heather and George at HGB Bison Ranch for hosting Amelia and myself. 
If you're in the Olds area, please be sure to look them up and stop by the shop to grab some great bison meat. We picked up a tri-tip while we were there and I cooked it up on Sunday. Check out the Instagram for the pictures, folks. It was even better than it looked. We will definitely be making bison a more regular part of our diet going forward. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. This week's network shout-out goes to Bollywood is for Lovers. Join hosts Matt Bose and Aaron Fraser for a bi-weekly podcast that explores the wonderful wonderful world of Hindi cinema through the lens of two Canadian cinephiles. Please visit www.albertapodcastnetwork.com for links to Bollywood is for Lovers and all the other great shows on the network. That's a wrap, everybody. See you all next week. Hey, friends. Thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe to the show, and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. You can find me online at eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at albertabbqtrail.ca. Check out the listing of joints on the Barbecue Trail site and show them your support. If you're not in Alberta, get out and show your local barbecue joints some love. Give me a follow on Twitter at eatmorebarbecue and on Facebook and Instagram at eat underscore more underscore barbecue. If you have any questions or guest suggestions, my email is eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported, and is a production of Eat More Barbecue Digital Media. Till next time, folks, keep on smoking. <laughs>